journaling it's time to talk about journaling i've done an episode on this before uh, but i've heard from listeners that they want more so let's get into it Um, first i'm going to talk about uh, what journaling actually is i'm going to tell you how i do it and then uh, get into some tools so uh, you know the the tools of the trade the pens the journals the things like that um so first thing, what do we mean by journaling? We're not talking about a diary. Um, the words are more or less synonymous, but they uh, carry different connotations, at least to me. I think this is pretty widely understood. Um, diaries are kind of what little girls write in. You know, they, they got flowers on the cover, and there's a lock on the outside that doesn't actually do anything. It's, uh, it's Marsha Brady's thing, you know? Dear Diary, today I, I tripped a cute boy and his nose bled. Something like that, whatever. It's, uh, it's not the, the same as journaling. We're, we're talking with journaling, we're talking about deep thought and introspection, thinking through things, recording things you've learned, things like that. Working stuff out, that's what journaling is all about. Now there's lots of different kinds of journaling. There are different methods and techniques the, uh, the bullet journal method is very popular. I don't really stick to any one method. Um, I would recommend the previous episode on journaling. Let me, let me pull that up. Let me see what episode that was. There it is. Episode 61. All right, so episode 61. That's, uh, I, I talk about a few different methods in there and different things you can do. Um, I'm going to get into what I do on this episode, but if you want to know other stuff and like how some historical figures journaled, I talked about it in there. I personally borrow heavily from the bullet journal method, uh, but I'm not a diehard practitioner by any means. Um, for instance, like a huge part of bullet journaling, if not the entire premise, um, is to record your to-do list and events in bullets, hence the name. I use a task manager on my phone, and I keep a Google calendar. It's just what's easiest for me, but uh, that would be heresy to a bullet journaler, you know. I I will say there was an update to my app. I use Todoist. Uh, Pretty terrible app. I don't really recommend it. It just works well enough for me, but... um, I did an update, and I ended up having to uninstall and then reinstall it. Uh, But prior to that, it it was a few days of the app just literally crashing every 10 seconds. Like, I I could open it long enough to take a look at the list and maybe swipe one thing off, and then it would crash. And luckily, reinstalling it fixed it. But if it hadn't, I was going to start to do a full-blown bullet journal because... um, it would just be nice to never have to worry about an app discontinuing or switching to another phone that doesn't support it, because both of those things have happened to me. Um, 
it would it would be nice to be fully in control of it and not have to worry about losing it ever and um that's you know another story but i have considered switching to full-blown bullet journaling so you can record your thoughts keep track of your tasks and events write down quotes and other things you've learned that's what a journal is um you know, and, and the, the bounds of that go beyond, you know, it, it really can be anything you want it to be. But, um, you know, I think it's more for reflection and stuff, not, not merely to record events. So here's what I do specifically. I have uh, seven questions, one for each day of the week, and I answer one in my journal every morning. And we're going to go through these, and this is probably going to be most of the episode. Um... I think this will give you a good idea what kinds of things you can do in your journal. You don't have to do the questions, but like the reflection on these questions is a pretty good indication of like what I think a journal is valuable for. I've taken these questions from all over the place and I've, I've honed this list to make it as, as perfect as it can be for me. Um, and I might still change it in the future. So it's, uh, it's taken a while to land on these seven. Uh, I tried some other ones out that didn't work, but maybe you have ones that would work better for you. You know, by all means, share yours if you have better ones. I would love to improve the list if I could. <clears throat> so Monday, what's the worst that could happen? I like to start my week asking this question. Um, it might seem you know depressing, but uh, this is just a great way to work through anxiety and fears. You know, when you ask yourself confront yourself uh, with what you actually believe are the worst things possible, you know, you learn quickly that they aren't as bad as you think. Um, It's a great way to work through things you're worried about um, because oftentimes going through the worst case scenario turns out to be something you could actually handle, you know. I've tried to do this with the the worst things that I can imagine. Um, There was a tornado right next to my house at the end of February and um, I've always been really fascinated by tornadoes, but uh, ever since I moved to Oklahoma and have to actually live with them, uh, I've had some anxiety about it. You know, if you don't know, I'm, I'm from um, Southern Orange County, so um, there have been very small tornadoes there, but it's not, um, you know, something that you ever think about or, or, you know, feel like happens there. You have to Google it to even know that they happen there. So I... I I might answer Monday's question this way if I was worried about a tornado. What if a tornado tore my house down? Well, things are replaceable, you know? It it may not feel that way because I have some rare records that certainly don't feel replaceable. Um, You know, I have every color variant of every Tiger Army album of the last 10 years. Uh, But ultimately, I could lose everything in my house and the world would not end. I could die in a tornado. And then what? Well, I would go to meet Jesus, and uh, what a terrible thing that would be, you know? Uh, I, I actually worry about my cats more than myself because I know how to protect myself in a tornado, and I have to protect the cats uh, because they don't actually act rationally according to what we know as humans. They're animals, obviously. So, like, what if one of my cats, you know, hid under the bed and I couldn't get them out and I had to take shelter and the house was torn down and and they died? You know, that would break my heart totally. Uh, But here's one way to think about it. And I'm not trying to be callous, but this is just a healthy way to look at things. (laughs) On my 50th birthday, 
no matter what, all three of my cats will be dead. That's, that's more than 20 years away. 21 years away. Negan will be dead. Sabbath will be dead. Rockwell will be dead. They, uh, they would be in their mid-20s, like 25, if not. Uh, so I'm, I'm confident in that assertion. On my 50th birthday, when all three of those cats are dead, it is hardly going to matter whether they made it to a ripe old age or they died at the age of three in a tornado. You know, by that time, they will be gone either way. I obviously want them to live to a ripe old age and die in their sleep when my children are teenagers, but that's for their sake, you know. No matter what, the day will come when they die, and I will suffer that loss no matter the conditions. You know, in the broader perspective, life is all the blink of an eye. And and maybe in that blink, my cats die terribly, and maybe they die peacefully. Maybe I lost my house in a tornado, and maybe I hold on to everything I own until the day I go. But go, I most certainly will, and you can't take it with you. You know, this this might sound depressing, but it's really not meant to be. You know, can can you enjoy your life a little more now, not worrying about things you can't possibly control like a tornado. I can't think of a better metaphor for the uncontrollable nature of life than a tornado. You know, it's a pretty apt metaphor. It was pretty wild, guys. I found a, a video of storm chasers literally right outside my house watching the tornado go across the street in front of them. Um, it came really close to us. Um, I'll put that video in the show notes if you want to watch it. Although you can't really see it that well in the video, but it was there. Tuesday. Who is someone you admire? This one might seem a little weird, too. Um, this, the purpose is not hero worship uh, or stalking, you know. The purpose <laughs> is to choose someone you respect and list out the attributes of that person that you admire and you want to emulate. You know, when you start to think about things like that, you're more likely to kind of spend your day thinking, you know, I want to be more patient like my friend Peter. I want to be slow to speak like my friend Brian. You know, taking those things with you into the rest of the week might help you kind of cultivate those traits a little better, you know. Wednesday. How can you improve the rest of the week? All right, it's Wednesday. It's hump day, right? You're, you're halfway through the work week and you need to ask what's working and what's not. What can I do to make the, the back half of this week a little better? I'm waking up at 7 and don't have enough time to read in the morning. Okay, Wednesday is a good day to assess that and say, for the rest of the week, let's wake up at 6 so there's more time to read. You know, you can do that with anything. Whatever is or is not working about Monday and Tuesday, <laughs> identify it on Wednesday and, and think of a way to fix it on Thursday and Friday. So then Thursday comes. What are you looking forward to? At this point, we're coming to the weekend. The week is about to wrap up, and this is a good time to look forward. Think of something you're moving toward. It doesn't have to be over the weekend. You know, it can be sometime the next week, next month, whatever. But looking forward to something helps get you moving, motivates you to proceed, it's, uh, it's just a positive thing to be looking forward to something, you know, it's always positive to look toward something you're excited for, you know, and to have positive feelings. Friday, what did you learn this week? 
no parameters to this. Um, it can be really deep or it can be trivia, you know. Mike Trout is from New Jersey. It can be a life lesson. Don't don't talk idly around your coworkers. Um, you know, it, it's meant to just be sure that you're always learning and that you can kind of recall some of that information when you need to. It could be anything you learned or um, something maybe that you already thought, but it was solidified for you. Um, something you think is worthy to be recorded. Then think about it, you know, write a few things about it if, if you want. Explain why you chose that thing and not something else. You know, there's no right or wrong way for that. Saturday, what do you wish you'd known a week ago? And now there's a key difference between the Saturday question and the Friday question. At first they sound similar, you know, what did you learn versus what do you wish you had known? The difference is that this one accepts the fact that things didn't go perfectly throughout the week. Things didn't go perfectly, so what piece of information could have helped you avoid what went wrong? Um, I wish I had known how easy it is to wake up early because I, I would have started doing it sooner. Or I wish I had known that that project at work would be late um, because I, I would have worked faster in the beginning of the project, you know, to make up for it. And you could take this piece of info and apply it to the future. From now on, wake up early because it's easy and you know that now. You know, from now on, work harder on your projects at the beginning in case the end of the project gets harder than you imagined it would be. So the idea is to record kind of where the failure was, what could have changed it, and then do that going forward. Sunday. Why are we going to worship God today? Um, I know Sunday is the first day of the week, not the last, but I figured uh, I would save the best for last. Uh, I ask this question not because I don't know, but because uh, there are infinite reasons, and it's good to write them down, and it's good to think about them. Um, so every week I try to think of two or three before church um, because he's worthy, because he demands it, because his mercies are new every day. You know, challenge yourself to think of new ones every week, and, and you might just deepen your understanding of God in doing so. Um, there are no end to the things you can write down and record about him. And it just gets you in the right mindset going into church. So those are the questions. Um, every morning, grab my journal, and on the left page, I draw three boxes on the top of the page. First box is for my daily question, and the second box is to assess my mood. I'm not an emotional person by nature, um, so if you ask me how I'm doing or what I'm feeling, I often have no idea. I don't think about uh, my mood or my emotional state or my feelings, whatever. Uh, so thinking about that, um, just forcing myself to answer the question each morning gets me a little more engaged with that side of myself. And I'll be honest, uh, it makes me uncomfortable uh, just to even talk about it. Uh, so that's why that's why I do it. You know, it's good to kind of break through that barrier. But I want to stop talking about that now, if, if that's okay. So in the... Uh, third box I write my top three tasks for the day I got a million things to do every day but uh, some things have to be more important so it's good to identify those things and and get them written down so you can be thinking about focusing on those and if you have time left over for the other stuff then great if I can get nothing else done these things have to be done 
it's always good to prioritize things that way because um, if you do have to make a decision, like I only have 20 minutes to do something, well, these are the things that should take priority over um, those other things. So then I read a couple of rhymes, believe it or not. Um, I mentioned this on a podcast a couple weeks ago, but I'm, I'm not a very prolific songwriter. Uh, never really have been. So I've started writing a few lines of poetry or lyrics or, or even free writing every morning just to see if anything comes out. Um, sometimes it's only half bad. It can be turned into an actual song sometimes. Um, that's what you hope for anyways. But I try to write just four lines, and uh, if it isn't working, I just move on. But uh, if it is, I can expound or come back to it at night, um, whatever. you know. And that way, every month, you write about 120 lines of, of poetry or rhyming lyrics, whatever. Um, at least that gets your brain working and works some creative muscles. It wouldn't have been used otherwise, and you're doing it early in the morning to boot. So, um, so I read those lines on the left side of the page beneath my daily question. And then on the right side, underneath my top daily task, you know, my top three task box and uh, my mood box, I, I read a journal entry. And it's different every day. Usually it's just whatever's on my mind that morning. Um, it's usually something I have left it blank before, but that's not the norm. Um, but yeah, just like write out what you're thinking and then, you know, assess it, think about it, you know, are you thinking about that correctly? Are you, you know, whatever, just think of ways to kind of expound on whatever's going on in your head already, you know, get it out on the page. Then if I have time, I try to draw something. Um, I'm not a good artist at all. Never have been. If you saw my stick figures, you'd be like, uh, shit, this this guy is drawing the worst stick figures I've ever seen in my life, and he should be locked in a mental institution. Um, but I've been finding these uh, geometric patterns and stuff that are, are really easy to draw on Instagram, and uh, they're especially easy in a dot journal because you have the dots that can all be connected with a ruler, um, and I'll talk about journals dot grids in a in a minute so um but in in whatever space is left over after these boxes i'll try to draw one of those patterns i've seen and kind of fill in the space um i've posted those on my instagram before um, nixie steward it's been uh, a while since i posted one of those though so that's the left page at night i use the right page um that's just whatever i want it to be I usually just recount the things that happened that day. And you don't have to do this, um, but I do. I, I try to write uh, as creatively as possible because as a writer, um, it's just important to work out those creative muscles as often as possible. And a journal is kind of the perfect place for it. Um, I try to kind of write as if like, Hunter S. Thompson was recounting his day or something, you know, he could make going to the mailbox a very interesting, you know, descriptive event. Um, I know that sounds silly. I don't mean to imply that I'm not being honest in what I'm recording. I'm very honest in the journal, but I just like to jazz it up as much as I can and see if I can kind of try out some writing things that um, I'm not ready to use in a story yet. But, you know, just ways of describing things is, is really where I try to be creative. And then I wrap the day up with something I'm grateful for. Um, it can be anything. I try to never do the same thing twice, but other than that, it could be anything. Um, 
You could be thankful for food and shelter, for people you love, for baseball, whatever. Hey, uh, speaking of baseball, do you think there's a statute of limitations on that rape that the Angels committed against the White Sox last week? Um, (laughs) Just wondering, is there a lawyer out there that could tell me? I'm going to have to leave that joke behind the paywall. So if you're listening on Patreon, congrats for getting to hear that one. Um, (laughs) So let's get into actual journals. Um, I've used the same journal for, uh, I think this is my fifth one in a row of the same one. Maybe the fourth. Um, But it lasts me about four months um, due to the number of pages. So I use about three of these a year. Um, It is the Leuchtturm... 1917 hardcover dot grid dot grids are great because um, the dots are faint so if you want to sketch something there aren't lines in your way and if you want to write you can use the dots as kind of a guide as if there was a line there so I go with the standard black cover and I blast it with stickers every single time Uh, the one I use has 252 pages I don't know why it's 252 and not 250, but uh, that only bothers my OCD a little bit. But yeah, so uh, 252 pages last me about four months. Um, so, you know, it's a pretty sizable one. Uh, there might be a smaller version available. So if that's the case, um, the one that I use is 252 pages. I'm not actually a wealth of information when it comes to different journals, because prior to this one, Um, I had only used one dot grid before, and before that I used one with a regular grid, um, like the boxes, and before that I used line paper. Um, What a noob, am I right? Guy should kill himself. Uh, Don't judge me, though. Um, We all journal in our own way. I'm very happy to be uh, on the dot grid now, to to have dot grid fever. Um, It's definitely the best, the best one, especially for stuff like bullet journaling and the kinds of stuff I do and I'll never go back. Um, so then in addition to that, you know, just real quick here at the end, I use, um, the pilot G2 pen with the, uh, 0.38 font size. Um, so it's, it's the only place I've been able to find it is, uh, Amazon. If you go to like target or staples or something, they don't carry the the 38. Um, so 0.5 is probably the smallest one you find in the store. It's really thick though, and um, I'm able to write in really small script and really tight spaces with uh, the 38, so I prefer it. It's a a really good pen, and it's also very bold for how thin it is and how small it writes. It's very bold and readable, so um, that's been my pen for, I mean, five or six years guy named Tony Romero turned me onto that pen back when I worked at Blue Letter Bible. Um, <clears throat> really good pen. Love it. And um, I also will keep a couple. I cut out some black cardstock in squares, and I keep it in the little pocket in the back of the journal. And if I have a quote that I really like or something that I want to kind of emphasize on, on the page but not, you know, just write it right in there, I will take a white pen. Oh, and I wish I remembered what the white pen is, but it's a white gel pen. There's not many of them. Um, yeah, I can't remember what it, which one it is. 
if you you know google good you know white um gel pens and it's you know it's one of the top ones i remember that's how i found it so it's not hard to find um but i'll i'll write something on that square and then just put a couple pieces of tape on the back of it and just tape it into the journal um and then that kind of jazzes things up and you know emphasizes a quote or a song lyric or something that that kind of hit you that day um you know it's all the kinds of things you can do i also have a ruler in there um a small six inch ruler that fits in um oh i should talk about that too yeah uh i'll get to that in a second but a uh, little six inch ruler because i do draw a lot of lines and kind of you know put charts and stuff in in my journal maybe i'll talk about that another time but uh so i, I keep that in a um a little thing that straps around the cover of my journal and it's got a little pouch on it where you can stick your pens and your ruler and stuff. So um, it's attached to the front of the journal. And um, it's really convenient because I do use like three different pens. And uh, I also use the Uni Pin pen, um, the, the black one, to fill in um, black spaces like when I'm drawing those geometric patterns and stuff. Or if I'm filling in like a, a dot or a you know, like a progress chart or anything. I use that for like heavy black work. So I keep those three pens in there and a ruler. And um, yeah, so I've taught you everything I can teach you about how I do it. Um, now go forth and journal. It's all up to you now. Um, if you do have a, a, you know, spare buck, go uh, pick up a copy of my book, Black Threads on Amazon. And if you want to support the show, you can join the elect for $4 a month at patreon.com slash Nick Stewart. Thanks for listening, guys. I'll talk to you next week. How I'd like to look into that little book, the one that has the lock and key, and know the boy that you care.
Quotation, my fam, for sis. You finished second grade, I hope you can tell if you're doing good or doing well. 